and welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of the Sajam Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things photography in Korea and from a perspective of a seasoned photographer that will help you get a better idea of how to photograph this amazing country. Now, today we're going to talk about my favorite cherry blossom locations in around the area of Busan and Ulsan and that sort of thing, because that's where I like to shoot. Now, notice I sort of left out Seoul, and I will touch on that, but I find that there are so many guides out there from the perspective of a tourist that kind of show only the Seoul regions or only Jinhae Cherry Blossom Festival with that stupid train in there. And really what I want to talk about today is how you can get amazing cherry blossom photos pretty much just on any street in Korea. So these locations that I'm talking about are ones that I've photographed and I think that are really good. But also keep in mind that you don't need to drive all the way down to Gyeongju and handle the traffic and handle the crowds just to get a picture of some beautiful flowers on a tree. You can probably do that at the beginning of, say, April or end of March, pretty much anywhere in Korea. So do keep that in mind. Now, before we get into the actual cherry blossoms, I do want to get off on a little bit of a rant, and I know that I'm probably going to get some flack for this one, but I'm willing to risk it because I'm not sure how many people are actually listening to this kind of podcast, but I do want to warn you against some of those, quote, guides, unquote. And if you're listening to this, just picture me doing these weird air quotes to my microphone uh, so you can get a better perspective. But the problem I have with these guides is they're usually either made by people who are not in Korea or by people who don't really live here. And by that, I mean they're they're just looking at what's on Instagram or they're looking at the most cursory propaganda BS that the tourism board puts out. And they're not really visiting these locations. And I recently came across a article written by one of these guides who actually used one of my old, old, old articles on buying camera equipment in Korea. And the problem was, was that they were talking as if this was all across Korea. And the article actually talked about places in Ulsan that don't even exist anymore. And the issue I have with this is not just a blatant plagiarism, but the fact that they're not putting Korea in perspective. Ulsan is not Seoul. Ulsan is not Busan. And so when you start looking at these like blank of Korea or adventure Korea or travel Korea or whatever, all of these guys that are putting stuff on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, keep in mind or take it with a grain of salt because they don't actually live here. And if they do, they're not actually you know, doing the things that they're writing about. And by that, I mean that they're just creating content so that they can get ad sales or that they can get clicks or views. And why I say this is because I've come across a lot of these cherry blossom articles that only show about five of the most popular places. And guaranteed, if you go to these places that they lay out during cherry blossom season, it will be shoulder to shoulder jam-packed with everybody and their dog and probably a cat or two 
And if you want good photography, you have to step away from these places and really focus in on the story that you're creating. So if you want to get a macro shot of the cherry blossoms and you're at these places, it's going to be near to impossible because you've got so many people shoving their faces in the flowers, dancing around or doing something like that, or just simply walking through your frame. And again, if you want to show that, the just the crowds and whatnot, that's fine. But I guarantee, again, that if you just go down your street some early morning, you're going to get a quiet shot with the morning light and things like that. So keep in mind that a lot of these expat guides or Korea guides or something like that are not really what they seem because... You know, for living in Korea, they just give like a cursory grant, glance or they only focus on life and soul. So, again, if you are trying to find more information, not just on photography or anything, go down to the grassroots level. That's what I've been trying to do with my other site, Olson Online, is give real advice so when people come, they can just focus in on how to use their Ondol heater, where to find garbage bags, and things like that. Because a lot of these guides that I've seen, you know, while researching cherry blossom locations this year are just, you know, they're just run of the mill or they're just taking the most popular things, just scraping the top, and they're not really getting in depth into really good areas. So, that's a little bit of a rant and I know it's a way off topic, but I just felt like today with this particular episode, I will sort of jump in and take that on because, you know, these guides are just trying to get the clicks. They're not trying to give you any sort of information. And with the popularity of the K-pop wave BTS and that sort of thing, they're getting a lot more clicks than usual. And they're, I think they're spreading themselves a little bit thin. So they're, really light on the information. So keep that in mind. That being said, if you have any questions, uh, you can email me or you can reach out in the comments below and I will be more than happy to help you find locations or anything like that. So again, I'm here. I've been here for almost two decades. Uh, it's probably a lot better information or at least I can find the information a lot better than say some person who's hired a person out of some other country to go through an internet search and put together the, you know, lightweight, watery, paper thin article. Okay. I should also point out that like places like Korea Travel Advice are good resources and I'm not including them in this list. It's mostly just the fake ones that I'm pointing out. Okay, so let's get started with the actual locations. Now, I mentioned Gyeongju. Now, this is going to be the most popular and overrun location of the whole list basically, but I do bring it up here because I said in the last podcast that there is space that you can actually get away from the crowds and find some really good compositions here. But I do want to bring up the reason why I keep going back to Gyeongju is mostly because I want to sort of tell a story. And Again, it depends on your creative idea, but when I think of cherry blossoms, I really want to put a backdrop of a traditional gate or a tomb or something that signifies Korea. And the reason I want to do that is when you look at like cherry blossoms or sakura, you always see this sort of Tokyo drift, I don't know, backdrop. And that to me is is a very Japanese thing. And I really want to focus on that my shots are from Korea. So I, I do want to add in these elements of 
Korean history or Korean tradition into a lot of the shots. So that is why basically I usually gravitate towards Gyeongju because it's just makes my job so much easier when you have places like Bulguksa, Daerongwon, or things like that, where you can actually just focus in on any direction and you'll find something that screams Korea traditional things. Now, talking a little bit more about Daerongwon, I usually go here first because I, I actually really like this park and there's a little bit of everything in there. There's a pine forest and there are the tombs and the traditional wall and it does get overrun, but usually people are focusing in on the one tree that's in between the tombs and a little bit of history. When I first started wandering around this area, that particular area was off limits. You couldn't leave the path and they didn't really like you being back there anyway. So there was usually some guy that would come running over and kick you off the grass and whatnot. Now there's a beaten path straight through and it doesn't look as pristine as I would have liked, but you know, it is what it is, but it's a popular area. And I tend to try and not go there uh, simply because there are so many people. So, you know, keep that in mind if you are going to there, that uh, it's it's not the best shot. And you're usually going to have to wait in line with a whole bunch of cutesy couples who are holding hands and taking pictures with their tripod cell phones. Again, not what you want. Where I tend to focus is there's another tomb and the name actually escapes me at the moment, but I'll link it in. And the reason is, is that not a lot of people go there. Like they'll like walk in and walk out. So if you're patient, you can shoot the gates, which have these beautiful traditional gates with the tiled roofs. And then it's flanked by cherry blossom trees and the tomb in the background. And if you go inside the tomb complex, you're going to find a few really large cherry blossom trees. So if you can angle it right with the traditional fence, you can get some decent shots. Another area, if you actually go out onto the street outside of Daerongwon, there is a street that kind of curves around it. And that area is another wonderful shot to get, especially early in the morning or as the sun's going down where you get that great light. When you're wandering around, this Daerongwon complex is quite close to Chomsom Day, but just kind of skip over that for now. You can go to the Walchi Pond and or Anapshi as I used to call it, but I find that, again, you're going to get overwhelmed with tourists and people wandering through those areas. But the reason that area is actually quite popular, and this is sort of a secret one, if you want to get that train going through the Blossom shots and you don't want to drive all the way down to Jinhae, there is an actual core rail uh, Mugunghwa train that goes through the area because uh, Gyeongju Station, not the KTX one, but the the slow train station is actually just down the street. So if you wait for the right time and you're in the Walji Pond area, just go to the far back area, kind of follow the people that are looking at the main palace area, and then just continue on to the far back corner and there are a few blossom trees there, and you can sort of, if you time it right, you can catch the train kind of cutting through the scene in the background. So that's sort of a hidden tip there. Other places, there are a ton of places around Gyeongju that are popping up and becoming more popular. One of the things I've seen a lot this year are simply the roads. 
And by that, I mean a lot of the roads in the tourist areas are flanked by cherry blossom trees. So a lot of people have been making use of the drones and whatnot, and uh, they're going out to Bowman Lake, which is also flanked by trees. And then Bomunji, Bomunji uh, is, is a great spot, but again, it's just overshot. And I've seen a lot of great photos, but I just don't really, I don't know. There, there's a lot going on there. And it's a it's a nice shot to get, especially with the um, pavilion and stuff like that in the background. But to me, it just doesn't really speak to me. The one shot that seems to be quite popular on Instagram this year that I really want to get is actually just down the road from that area. If you go around the corner from Bomunji, you'll find a traditional looking building, which is called the Huangyongwan. And... It's actually a train, a meditation training center, if I understand their website correctly. It is a very prominent and rather new building, which is actually a representation of the pagoda that is in the Gyeongju Tower, just a you know five-minute walk around. But there is an angle where you can get that very traditional-looking tower kind of encapsulated or encircled by cherry blossoms. And... Again, it's it's overshot this year, but it's it's an actual shot that I really want to get just because I love the aesthetics. Again, I want to get that tradition. I want to get that feeling of Korea, and this shot gets it. So now, moving on to other locations around Korea. Busan is another famous place that gets a lot of tourist traffic, but I do really like some of the areas specifically for the blossoms and how they interact with the scene. Now, we're moving away from the traditional Korea to sort of the more modern Korea, but I think that it sort of works well with regards to what Busan is as a city. And by that, I mean that Busan, I find, is unique in regards to its relationship to the ocean. There are a ton of big beaches there. It's a modern and beautiful city. Now, in the summertime, it's quite hot and everybody goes to the beach area. In the springtime, it's basically dusted with a lot of beautiful cherry blossoms. And one of the first places that I went to many years ago was Del Maggi Hill. And this overlooks Heonde Beach, but the whole drive up to the hill is absolutely amazing. What I like about it is, is you get that sort of tunnel effect along the road. And if you want to get away from the crowds, if you just drive down, there's a few little coffee trucks or something along there. And you can actually get some great shots, you know, with the cars wandering through the shots or just an empty road. And that is something that I've focused on in the past. Now, if you go out towards Guangali on the far side of the beach, there's a very famous area that gets a lot of traffic. But what I like about that area is how the cherry blossoms sort of interplay with the older style Korean apartments. And again, like this is something that I think that when you look at, say, the Japanese Sakura, people like how the trees flank the very Japanese style buildings. This is another spot where I think that it works well to sort of show Korea because these buildings definitely are not the new modern buildings that seem to have popped up around this area. They're the older ones built probably in the maybe 70s or something like that. So do take a look at those ones. 
Now, getting more general, and this is what I was saying in the beginning, that you don't have to go to these places to get good shots. If you go to any of the temples and whatnot, you're going to get that sense of place that I usually bring up. And you're also going to get a really traditional, cool-looking shot. So I usually go to Tongdosa or Bomosa. I didn't get to Bomosa this year, but I have gone in the past. So this is something that you can kind of wander around and figure out your own way to shoot the blossoms. And again, a lot of places, if you look on, say, Reddit or on the Facebook groups, are showing not random, but a very general sense of spring in Korea. And I'm not trying to push that on you. If you want to get the you know, traditional hanbok palace shots, that's great. But a lot of what I find resonated with people are the more urban or general shots showing the cherry blossoms with some sort of Korean style background. That's just not the usual touristy shot. So keep that in mind. And then the other thing that a lot of people shoot are just the shallow depth of field, but you can do that pretty much anywhere. So wrapping this up, I do just want to touch base on that. You can get beautiful cherry blossoms anywhere you go in Korea. It's just up to you to try and make the best out of them. And with that being said, see you next week where I'm going to interview uh, JT White, and we're going to have a great talk about photography and all things related to his style of photography. I think it's going to be a great discussion. Thank you and see you next week.